Hello, hello. Welcome back to Who's at the Writing Center. I'm Kimberly. I'm Elena. I'm Teresa. And I'm Sarah. And we have the a wonderful guest, a special star, Francis from the Writing Center. <gasps> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hello, everyone. Um, we are so excited to have Francis. We were, when we were creating this episode, we were just like, you know, who could be like the perfect guest for this? Francis. We would love to have uh, her on our podcast episode because we definitely wanted more of the Writing Center staff to be in our episodes. And we were like, okay, first one, Francis has got to be our uh, influencer, our media, uh, like specialist. Like she's just everywhere. Like check her out, you guys. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I'm so honored. That was so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um of course of course we've got it we've got to hype up uh our our amazing thank you for like spending time with us you know uh on this fine afternoon <laughs> so in this episode for our wonderful listeners we wanted to talk about something that isn't usually associated with the writing center which is creative writing most of the work we do is centered on academic writing but we're hoping to shed a little light on the creative community at su there are obviously so many benefits with practicing creative writing, and there are a lot of ways to share it with others, and there are a lot of ways to uh, get into it during quarantine and get involved in creative writing, especially on or off campus or under these circumstances through Zoom. So yeah, we just wanted to dedicate an episode about creative writing, and we wanted to bring uh, the fantastic Frances to talk to us about, because she works for the spectator and she's just also uh an amazing human being it's also a, a journalism major and film studies major right so she's got a lot to say about creative writing i mean you guys come on um so we're gonna start off with just sort of like sort of our uh experience or like what we think about creative writing just sort of getting a dialogue going um so we can just pose a couple of questions and let the conversation flow from there so uh what are what are some benefits to creative writing? Um, I think that a benefit for creative writing that I've found, because I used to be a creative writing major, I'm an English lit major now, because I kind of found that actually I really enjoyed doing creative writing more outside of the classroom um, as sort of like an escape from academic writing. So I think that's what it's really useful for for me. I like to do like daily haikus actually. Because they're just, they're kind of like a quick creative writing exercise that's really like, you don't have to think about it too much, I guess. Like the point of it is not to think too much about it. So I think that's, it's a really good like mindfulness kind of exercise. Oh, yes. Haikus. <laughs> yes. I've literally just been writing haikus for like this month, I think. I've been trying to do like a poem a day. Lately, I've just been getting on haiku train. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited that you like haiku. I also like haiku. I love haiku, Sarah. They're so good. Right? That's, <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Should we make an episode dedicated to haikus? Should we just write haikus yeah, in totally 20 could. minutes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was also going to add in that, like, I think that creative writing is just such a, an amazing uh, boost to, like, just jot down ideas. Like, it doesn't even have to be, like, a formal, like, 
plot or like a middle or like a beginning middle end i think it's just a a great way to get your thoughts down like i um I've been very bad at it, but I used to keep a diary and I would just like write down um, all of my thoughts. And then I would have a dedicated journal to like writing out stories. When I was younger, I thought I was going to be a filmmaker. Um, but <laughs> uh, so I had a journal dedicated to like, oh, these are all the characters. These are all like, this is the basic plot. And I kept like adding to it. I would like put little dates on like, oh, this is the updated version of what I've written before. Um, so I definitely haven't done a lot of creative writing since then. But like, I definitely remember as a child, just like being so excited to just like write something down and to like, develop even just like a, a certain character of a story or just to have like a, a very vague, very unembellished, very, uh, very new um, and, and fresh story. And I, I, I think it's just creative writing is just, I wish I'd do it more, except school has been really hard to keep up with that. Um, but I think it's, it's super beneficial and I uh, highly encourage, you don't have to be a creative writing major. You don't have to be like a creative person in general. I think anyone can do creative writing. Yeah, so for as long as I can remember, like I have always been a big fan of creative writing. Uh, even when I was a kid, I just always escaped using books and shows and movies just anything where a fictional world like came out of someone's little brain and they were able to like put pen to paper and bring that to life i've just always appreciated that and it was always been a source of comfort and stress relief for me um first like reading creative writing and then once i started really appreciating it and reading more books um and reading more just texts in general i guess writing creatively was a way for them to meet like put my like jumbled thoughts in onto paper as well um you know it was always really like helpful to like I feel like I over romanticize things a lot too which is like which is fair when you're a kid but I guess when you're an adult it's like ah, oh, she's doing too much but you know like it's nice to sort of over exaggerate or like make things as the way you wish they were I guess and I think creative writing like really helped with that like to be able to like come up with a scenario or like a story or just anything in your life and like finding that inspiration in the like mundane like boring parts of your life and to make something really like fruitful and like beautiful and have this like closure to it um at least that's like some of my favorite kind of creative writing um but it's just so I I don't know I just love anything that has to do with like creating original stories or like just bringing stories to life so I don't know creative writing has always been my truest passion I guess I would never want to make like a career out of it just because I feel like I'd get really burnt out but I do know that it's always helped me through whatever like to just turn to writing or to turn to my own writing and jot it down myself or to find someone else's that's always been like my favorite part of creative writing that was just so poetic <laughs> tears to my eyes I just wow thank you <laughs> uh what about you Carissa what are your experiences yeah um I was never really into creative writing as a kid like it was just really hard because I had like all these authors that I looked up to and I was like oh my gosh I'll never like be as good as them like I can never have this like crazy extravagant idea that's gonna enthrall other people and like really get them engaged but um, one thing that I did start doing in high school was journaling a lot. And then the more I started journaling, the more it like turned into like poetry and just like drawing in my journal even and like 
writing about like the pictures and stuff that I drew or um like Francis even talked about like that romanticizing aspect like if something happened like if I was feeling something like not even just writing like I am sad but like just really going in and like being descriptive about like the sadness or like the happiness or whatever I'm feeling and like it just kind of like something I loved that was journaling and like writing poetry it just like evolved into like this huge creative writing outlet that was super comforting and like super awesome to have and even now is like it's something that I just love to do and like look back on the pages of my journal and find like just all the random crap that I've like written or like drawn and stuffed inside of it and like revisiting it for in inspiration and just like having that cycle of just like all these different wild and crazy thoughts but like actually getting them into a tangible medium has been like a really just like a really interesting and creative experience because I never saw myself as like an ultra creative person um, but just like being able to like have that source of inspiration and that outlet for that creativity even though it's never been something that was like super super prevalent in my life I feel like just being able to grow in that um, has been like a really fruitful experience for myself. Sorry, you guys Could are just so teared up. More. I know. I just, I'm, wow. <laughs> the power, her mind, <laughs> her words. I think it was kind of like Like, I, um, I don't know, like, I honestly cannot draw for, like, the of me. So, like, when I think creative, I always usually think of, like, visual art. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, not really creative. I'm not really artist la 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 but then I did also start journaling in high school I remember my high school senior year I watched oh my goodness I forgot what youtuber it was but it was like her flipping through her journal and it was the first off like how vulnerable I share that like with the world but also um it was really because I got to see like there wasn't she emphasized that the like, there wasn't any pressure when journaling and I a lot of people when they journal they're like oh I don't really I don't want to do it because like I can't have them every day I don't really want to like write in it day or, or whatever but like it's not necessarily like a pressured thing for me at least uh, like I just write I want to and I write what I want to write and how long and how short and styles like it's a lack of pressure is really nice but I do I did take like an intro creative writing class my like fall freshman year like they placed me in the class as they do fall from here and like after that class I um really like looked into like the writing program here and like the writing program and so like now I'm a writing studies minor because of that class and just like um it was really nice I think honestly creative writing classes have pros and cons like con it's like oh you kind of feel forced to like write constantly and that can be kind of like a burden but also because you're writing so constantly you get a lot of good content um no matter if you believe that it's good content or not like just the act of writing at such a consistent basis is really helpful i think for at least my writing process yeah, I just wanted to say, like, it's cool that we're all talking about how we started off, like, journaling, and that's how it kind of got us into this creative writing process, because then it's, like, really cool to also see that creative writing isn't also just for, like, an audience. It can be for yourself, too, as just a way to let you process things and feel things out, I guess, and just, like, let you know that 
even though we can't like depict what's going on in our life like visually through like images or drawings or like other kinds of arts like language is an art too and to be able to like describe that is like a really really like cool thing so I, I really love language is an art. I think that was just, just wow. <laughs> I'm so glad that we did this episode and um, I'm so glad that we got to talk about creative writing because it's something that like, it's sort of disregarded in like college. You like, you think at that point, you're like, I'm all about academic writing unless you're like a specifically like an English major or like a creative writing major. And they think that it's all like discarded over there, but it's not like, I mean, I think that's part of the reason why that we have as, as, extraneous as they are, U-Cores also are an opportunity, depending on which U-Core you have to like sort of exercise and practice that creative writing aspect in college, like maintaining it, even if you're not like a sole like creative writing major or an English major or like an art student that would, you know, uh, use uh, uh, language as an art, as Francis said. Um, but yeah, I'm just so happy that we're having this episode because I think creative writing, I think we're all, we all have roots in it. And I think that uh, it's important to bring up. Sorry, Francis, for outing you, but I just had a question um, because I know that like asking people about creative writing, they kind of just go to like short stories or like poetry, things like that. But I know in class the other day that you mentioned you were working on like a script or like writing screenplay. Um, so is that kind of like an outlet for creative writing? And like, what does that look like for you in your life? Oh my gosh, I can't believe you paid attention to that. That's so sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, so screen, see, I'm working on a screen. Well, I just, okay, I'm not working because my laptop isn't working, but I decided that I would, I, I, I wanted to start creative, like writing creatively again, because I just like, like I said, I've always like found that escapism in like creating these stories and like over romanticizing them. Um, so yeah, I would say that like writing a screenplay or like doing screenwriting um, is definitely like, I took a screenwriting class um, a few years ago. I can't even, wow, time is irrelevant. But I took a screenwriting class like one fall quarter, once upon a time. Um, and I just like fell in love with it. Like I grew up always wanting to write novels. And then in high school, I tried my hand at poetry. And then once I like really figured out in college that I loved film and loved the way that like scripts are written and found like a technique to them and really found like a form of creative writing that like really works for me and like my short attention span like I I really wanted to stick with it and I tried to write a screenplay I wrote the first act and I just never touched it again but now I like <laughs> in the midst of quarantine I really feel the need to like get creative and like take some time to channel that into something now and like I, I don't know I just like I've been watching a lot of rom-coms lately and I just think it'd be so cute to just write a rom-com where once again I like over romanticize something and like let something in my life happen that like has never happened before but I would just love to see like characters like embody that yeah so yeah I've been thinking about that a lot I have like multiple screenplay ideas but am I ever gonna write them who knows we'll see <laughs> but yeah that's what I'm planning on doing right now I can absolutely see you definitely writing a screenplay. I think that would be something that I would love to watch. And I'm sure many of us would love to watch, especially because like you, we worked with you and we're like, oh man, that would be just, wow. I actually wanted to bring up a, a, a little short little question before we move on to the next section um, of just about like 
some tips on how people can get started with creative writing because I think that's really important and I think that some people may struggle with like like just starting out on like paper or just like even having a, a thought to delve more into or to give more detail into and like to flesh out um so i'm just wondering like what are what are some tips that you guys would have for people who would be interested in creative writing or just having writer's block or well i i don't just write haikus i also write like <laughs> novel length things um and i think that the reason that i started writing longer things because i started out with like poetry um, but then started writing longer stories because the dream is to be a novelist, like we'll see. <laughs> um, but I think that every day, something that helps with writer's block is that like, it's really cheesy, but you just need to like push through it. Like you just have to keep writing. Like even if you're writing and you're like, this is the absolute worst thing I've ever created. Like you need to keep doing it because if you stop, then you're just like, you're never going to get past that. So I think that's maybe something that gets people really down when they're starting out with creative writing, when they're like writing and they just don't like anything that they're making. A lot of it is really about like, you need to keep practicing and sort of, I guess, like exercising that muscle because it is like really worth it. I think when you have something and you look at it and read it back and you're like, yeah, this is, this is what I meant to do, you know? I think for me, like just being, like having started getting into creative writing through journaling. The big thing for me is just like Elena said, just writing down. Like if I sit down, I'm like, oh, I kind of feel like journaling, but I don't have anything to write about. Like I'll literally just write about what happened in my day. Like, especially now, if I can't find that inspiration, I'll be like, today I woke up and then I took my dog for a walk and then I made myself potato tacos. And like, I'll just keep writing until I find something. And then I'll be like, oh wait, like I can elaborate on this a little more or just like, finding inspiration like Pinterest is my all-time favorite app like I think I spend most of my time on Pinterest just because the things that you can find that will just inspire you is crazy and I find a lot of inspiration through music and just like things that I see and stuff like that um so yeah like that's just kind of finding it without really searching for it like just flipping through Pinterest and finding inspiration there or like on social media like if you see something that like sparks an idea or like makes you feel something just like even just jotting it down as an idea and revisiting it later is something that I found super helpful just for like getting started or like finding that inspiration that you need. Yeah like literally I think I have hundred and hundred notes like in my phone like just with like two words or like one sentence just like something that I heard that I really liked or like literally uh, it's really like having a conversation with my friends and they say something that I really like I'm like oh wait I have to write down and they're like no <laughs> but I do it anyways and it's wonderful like sometimes like it's just the things that you hear and like what inspire you for sure. And I also just go on Pinterest and like, even though it's just like Instagram poetry kind of like posts or anything like that, like anything that would like inspire you to write, like you should write it down. Honestly, I really find that helpful. I can also attest to the multiple notes in my notes app, I guess. Um, <clears throat> and I think I have like two pieces of advice for this because I am always struggling with writer's block. A lot of my writer's block stems from the fact that 
I constantly have ideas running through my head and ideas popping up, but I also forget them so easily, which is like such a, (laughs) so unfortunate because like, I I know that I've had like millions of ideas run through, but then (laughs) two minutes later, I'm like, wait, I don't even remember what I thought. Um, So I've been really reliant on my notes app to just write down like even just one word or even just one sentence or phrase that kind of embodies like a theme or like motif that I'm like going for in a in a piece of creative writing so I always try to make sure that I have like my notes app ready and I'm like oh my god I gotta get this down before it literally leaves my brain um so that's always something that I've been like trying to keep up with and then I follow a lot of blogs on Tumblr that are, like, creative writing prompts or, like, silly, like, (laughs) and it'll be, like, imagine you are a superhero who just realized their enemy is, like, I don't know, like, someone they know or whatever. How do you go about, like, the situation? And I'm, like, oh, gosh, like, how do I go about the situation? And then, like, that sort of stems, like, a little short story or, like, poem or whatever else that you want to write. Um, so, yeah, just, like, using social media to your advantage and, like, finding those hashtags, finding those blogs, finding just anyone who can, like, help you inspire or, like, give you prompts um, is something that's really, really helpful, too. Go back to Tumblr. I love that so much. I I followed a very specific uh, page that actually did creative writing prompts every single day. And I didn't really, I didn't do them as often. But like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, this would be really cool. Because I thought that I was gonna be like the edgy, like, like famous on Tumblr, but like unknown kind of thing. Um, Yeah, that was that was my dream in high school. (laughs) Um, uh, But yeah, I think I think these are all such uh, valid ideas. I think I, I really love the like, not being worried if it's a good idea just having an idea down and like the different like ways that we can use media to like help us sort of stimulate that and like um and like the idea that writing is uh, an exercise so you have to like you know uh, work it out and, and, and like exercise it to a point where you start feeling more comfortable with uh just writing creatively uh and also just want to point out that elena you can totally be a novelist like hands down like <laughs> thank, you. thank you we're trying <laughs> no doubt about it but yeah so th- those are some just fun tips for our wonderful listeners out there if you're feeling a little bit of a writer's block or if you're just like struggling to get into creative writing these are just some uh helpful handy tips of course we encourage you to uh find whatever fits most uh fits best with you and is most uh comfortable with you um we actually want to dedicate a little uh section of this episode to talk with francis about the spectator and to uh, as a transition to talk about national poetry month uh we do have some notable mentions from our wonderful staff um but yeah francis do you want to talk to us a little bit about the spectator why yes of course i would love to <laughs> Um, Yeah, so The Spectator is Seattle University's student-run newspaper, um, and I am one of the news editors on there. This is my third, yeah, third year being involved with The Spectator. I started off as just a measly little sophomore um, wanting to get some experience in journalism and I walked into the office in the Campion basement and I was like, hello, I'm ready to write an article, I guess. And then from there, I just, like, came, I went to, like, every weekly meeting, um, started getting accustomed to, like, how to write, like, journalistically, Um, and then, I guess, as you can see, made my way up, and uh, last year, I was the managing editor, and this year, now, I um, am the news editor, so I've dealt with, like, a lot of different parts of The Spectator, um, 
obviously like this year I just like deal with the news section but as the managing editor last year um, I handled the feature stories and columns uh, so I've worked with a lot of writers and I've also had a lot of like criticism on my own writing so I've like seen it all which has been really cool but <clears throat> I love The Spectator because like once again it is student run and so you pitch your own stories that you want to write that are relevant to like you slash the Seattle U community, whether it is a news story or an arts and entertainment culture or even like a sports story. And then of course we take like opinion pieces as well. But um, obviously like with news stories, it's not like you're writing creative creatively, which is, is a bummer, but I mean, the news is important, but it's really cool to see the arts and entertainment section and the different kinds of art that people bring in and like want to write about and talk about and pitch like it's really cool to see the kinds of art that everyone else is sort of like indulging in and like really passionate about but regardless like you still get you still get practice in writing and just writing either for yourself or for the audience um and I really appreciate the fact that it has helped me become like a better writer like whether or not I was reviewing like I reviewed like the Rick and Morty like Szechuan sauce like craze one time and I was like oh my god like this is funny and silly but like it's based off of like a piece of pop culture and then I can do like a 180 and go write about like scandals at Seattle U I guess so it really like <laughs> and also these life experiences then fuel <laughs> sort of like creative stories that can like happen in my head I guess um like oh maybe what if it worked out this way or what if it didn't but yeah, I think The Spectator is like a really good um, organization on campus where even if you just want to practice writing in general, like you can come to us, um, pitch your stories, let us know like where you like what you specialize in or what you're super passionate about and like become a really cool writer journalist kind of thing. Um, so I really love them. And then I have an additional plug. Um, because I'm also super involved with KXSU and they also have a blog as well full of music reporters and arts reporters and I was an arts reporter at one time too um, covering like films and anything else but that's also a way to get involved with writing creatively on campus and I think it's been really cool and I've met a lot of awesome people through The Spectator and KXSU as well so there's that as even if you don't like necessarily like find anything else like at least like the people really keep you in it. Thank you for that. You heard it here, folks. You guys can get be part be part of the spectator, be part of KXSU if you want to uh, have some amazing creative writing opportunities. We do want to do uh, an ode to uh, National Poetry Month because as of right now we're recording, it's in, it's May technically, but we wanted to do a little shout out to National Poetry Month. And so we have some poets and poems recommended by some of the members of our writing center. So if you're interested, here's what they said. We've got a recommendation for Mary Oliver. Uh, she often writes about nature and describes life experiences using nature metaphors. And uh, a recommendation for if you're interested is The Summer Day by Mary Oliver. And then we have Audre Lorde's Movement Song. It has some incredible imagery. Emily Dickinson's poems, Tell All the Truth But Tell It Slant. And Hope is a Thing with Feathers are uh, fun reads. And Maya Angelou's Still I Rise incredibly hopeful, very powerful, very moving. Uh, Won't You Celebrate With Me by Lucille Clifton. Uh, and all of these are on, available online for free. And then we have some uh, Instagram, some social media uh, posts. And we have Morgan Harper Nichols and uh, emotions underscore therapy on Instagram. They have some really great uh, short poems and phrases that are just really heartwarming. And we have a recommendation of Tom Leville. 
Yeah, that was actually my recommendation. Um, he started it out on Twitter as a Twitter account, and I found him like when I was in high school. And his Twitter at currently is Harvard Light. Um, I don't know that he publishes as much of his work on there as he used to because he does have a book out now that's called Down with the Ship. It came out in 2016, but a lot of his poetry is just really in-depth and just like so emotional, but in his own unique way, just the way he chooses to describe different emotions and different life experiences is really cool. Um, and he also does some really powerful stand-up that can be found on YouTube if you just search his name. Um, but I thought he would be a good recommendation because his poetry is a little bit different. It's not like what you see um, just out there every day because he did start on sharing it on social media and then turned it into something a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I would say check him out if you're interested. We will put all of these uh, amazing poets uh, in our description for the podcast episode, just in case if you missed it, or just in case if spelling the name might be a little difficult, That, which is totally unfair. Uh, we actually also wanted to give Frances the floor to talk about uh, Cameron's Instagram, if you wanted to plug in for her. Yes, absolutely. Cameron Payne is my very best friend in the entire world, um, and she is a true poet, I would say. And she has a whole Instagram dedicated to her poetry, and it's at cnp dot doc x, like d o c x, as if it was a word document, like when you save the file, which is really quirky and cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, she she's an amazing poet, and like she writes all about. Um, like love and relationships but also like identity and like self-love and like resilience and um like culture and all that stuff so she she's an amazing poet and like her little posts like she'll type out the poem or like write it out or whatever and then add really cute like graphics um or like pictures or collages or paintings or drawings like anything she's super creative and like is just has always used art as an outlet and her Instagram, her poetry Instagram is just really cool. And like she participated in all of um, National Poetry Writing Month and did all the little prompts and the hashtags and all that stuff. So she was like really active in it. And like, it's been so cool seeing her poetry grow every single day too, even just through this whole month, but just in knowing her for almost three years, which it doesn't seem like a long time, but like, I feel like I've known her forever. Um, it's just been like really, really awesome to see her grow as a writer and like see her use this as an outlet and as a form of like catharsis. So yeah, I, I highly recommend you follow her if you just want like really like cute, like not too like pretentious, like metaphorical poetry, like real poetry that still hits you, you know? Yes, I can also attest to that. I love her poetry so much. And um, I just also wanted to give you the opportunity because I know that uh, you're also her roommate. So <laughs> um, She's across the hall from me right now. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I also want to shout out uh, Sydney M. Haas. If you are also looking for another uh, local Seattle U student Instagram poetry page, it's Sydney M. Haas, H-A-A-S. She also did the every one day a prompt for National Poetry Month. Her, I can't um, attest to it. It's very, it's very well versed, very beautifully spoken. I've heard her perform before. It's it's amazing and highly recommended. We will put all of these poet names, poet poet names, poets names, in the description so you can check them out. Is there anyone else that you guys want to shout out? Her name is, okay, wait, sorry. She's not an SU student, just to be clear. I hope that's okay. Um, her name is Leo Wade, so that's C-L-E-O and then W-A-D-E, and she um, is, yeah, she's a poet. She's an Instagram poet. She's 
couple books out now with her poetry. Um, very simple. It's like her handwriting and it's just like beautiful. She's like a woman of color, activist, amazing public things. Um, yeah, I would highly, highly recommend following her. And it's just clearly a way to leave on Instagram, but for sure give her a follow. She's, the, she's such a goodie. She's a good one. We will have a whole list of them all, all, all in there. And uh, we highly recommend that if you have the time and if you're interested in poetry to start out with these uh, group of amazing people, but of course to branch out and to uh, widen your network of poems and poetry. So in closing, we wanted to offer some resources on campus and off campus uh, for creative writing outlets or creative writing opportunities, even uh, we we will say this in even though in quarantine like there are definitely uh ways that you can be involved in creative writing um even through zoom or even just virtually online uh so on campus we have the fragments magazine um if, if anyone want, wants to uh talk more about that we can totally sure. okay um, um yeah no, go ahead <laughs> yeah no so fragments i uh used to be on the fragments team i'm not i'm sure they're still doing some form of submissions now um but basically every volume has kind of like a theme and it's usually like a one word theme and it gives you a lot of freedom to just write either poetry or prose and you can just submit it and it's really cool because if you get published then you can just you can have your work in a book that you can share with others. And it's a really cool opportunity. I think I wasn't going to do it justice. So I was making sure that someone could do it better than me. Um, so we have the Fragments magazine. Uh, we have obviously the Spectator Way of Kicks, SU. Uh, and off campus, we have the Hugo House. Um, and they offer a variety of writing classes, which are still available. Uh, they have been moved online. You can find them at hugohouse.org slash classes slash course dash catalog. And, uh, or you can just uh, look it up. And then we have the uh, Seattle Rights. Um, so even though Seattle Public Library is closed for the foreseeable future, there are still many resources available for the public who may want to improve upon their writing, including uh, recommended reading materials on writing and publishing different genres, how-to video courses, a Seattle Writes podcast with tips and tricks for writing, and a list of local writing organizations, many of which are offering online classes. We have uh, Rain City Slam, um, and that is the local Seattle Poetry Slam open to anyone. And then, uh, yeah, uh, we also have Beyond Seattle, which Elena uh, can talk more about. Sure. So Beyond Seattle resources, just like resources out there in the internet void, which we are all now in. So there's tons of them. And one, if you're really more interested in like actually getting published and getting in touch with like a network of published writers and like active writers in their communities. PW.org, which is Poets and Writers, is a really great resource for finding writing contests, MFA programs, and even like literary magazines and literary agents. Um, on a more chill level, LitHub has resources and writings to get you connected to creative writing communities, or you can just kind of like take a peek into them if you're curious about what, like what goes on there. And that's just lithub.com. And then we talked a little bit earlier about prompt websites. Um, so a few of my favorites are languagesavirus.com, which is really great for brainstorming. Um, and they give you fun prompts. So they'll give you prompts and then they'll also give you specific prompts for like characters, like 
they'll give you character traits. Um, and yeah, it's just a really cool kind of like build your story from the ground up type of website. And then another really fun and kind of like unconventional brainstorming resource is brainpickings.org. And brainpickings is the best when inspiration is just not coming to you, like your, your brain's just empty. It's this blog and it's run by this one lady, Maria Popova. And you can scroll through pretty much endless blog posts, which are just absolutely wild. Just on like the weirdest, most unexpected topics that you've never thought of before. And it just makes brainstorming a lot easier for me personally. So those are just some resources that we have on campus and off campus and online. You can look up all these different uh, organizations or online uh, tools uh, for more information. Unfortunately, we do have to end the podcast, but we hope that this was a helpful way in opening up the conversation about creative writing in college. If you would like to see more content or have ideas for upcoming episodes, please email us at writingcenter at clu.edu. I think that's our email. Uh, and tune in next time. We also have a blog at suwritingcenter.weebly.com for all the wonderful blog posts by our wonderful, wonderful staff. Uh, we want to give a special thank you to Fr uh, Francis for coming with us on this episode and uh, just being a wonderful human being overall. Um, and yeah, just any, any closing messages you have for our viewers out there and want to throw up some promo or anything? Yeah, um, I just wanted to say thank you for having me. I like so appreciate it. Um, it's been really fun talking with you guys and it's so good to see your faces too. I just like really miss being in the center and sitting at our little table in front of Alex's office and like joking off like this, but um, I guess this will do. But yeah, I just wanted to say like, I love the work that you are all doing with the podcast. Like it's so good, so cute. And like, I just, I'm into podcasts now because of you. So that's all I have to say. <laughs> but yeah, just keep up the good work. And I just hope everyone knows that like the Writing Center is just the best place ever. And like, I really, really love everyone and like everything we stand for. So keep it up. Wow, my heart. <laughs> well, thank you. So with that, this has been, thank you for listening to us. And this has been, and so what we do is we all unmute ourselves and we do a who, who's at the writing center as our closing. So thank you. This has been another episode on who's, who's at, the, at, the, at the writing, writing center. center. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs>